this Great morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine, the finisher, who's on the line. Good morning, Tashara. Good morning, Shara. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. And you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. You have a great day. You too. Morning, Serena. It's time, Miss. I hope that you have an amazing holiday. I love you, sis. Happy Tuesday. I love you too, kindness. Kindness, I need your number. Uh-huh. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yeah. 916 uh-huh. 505 uh-huh. 2195. Okay, thank you so much. You have a nice Christmas too, okay? God bless you. Thank you, sis. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Good, good to hear that. You have a great day, okay? You, too. Thank you. God bless you so much. God bless you, Susie. Thank you. It's Triumph for Tuesday. Who else is on the line? Happy Driver Tuesday, Yvonne. It's great to hear your voice. I love you. You have an awesome, great day, okay? You too. Thank you so much. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good Good morning, morning, Diane. Okay, I heard Diane. And who else was that? Mary. Good morning, Diane. (laughs) Good morning, Mary. (laughs) Good morning, Mary. Thank you. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Triumph for Tuesday to you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Tuesday. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Good morning, Sister Lisa. You have an awesome day as well. Thank you. Anyone else want to say good morning? It's Triumph Tuesday. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine and the Finish. I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else want to say good morning? Do we have any first-time callers who want to say good morning? It's your time to speak. Do we have any men that want to say good morning?
Good morning, Tarina. It's Rochelle. We triumph, even especially on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, honey. Good morning, Phil. Happy triumph Tuesday to you. Have a great and awesome day. You too. Love you. Have a blessed day. Love you too. Anyone else want to say good morning? Great morning. Awesome morning. Triumphant morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tremaine to finish, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else want to say good morning? We have a new declare that's going to speak this morning. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Do I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute? Again, please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Tarina, a.k.a. War Princess, the finisher, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to, to edify, empower, encourage, and equipping your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us during the month, the month of December where our monthly theme is entitled, More. Focus on hearing and receiving more of God so we can and will be more like him. There is no announcements today and there is no um, prayer request from the app. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise Geraldine, Declaration, Chrissy. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, Geraldine, Declaration, Chrissy. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for today is from Philippians 3, 14. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until they start to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Geraldine. Everyone have a safe and blessed day. Early Merry Christmas to everyone. Jesus love you, and so do I. Geraldine, if you're praying, we cannot hear you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for coming in on this morning into our hour of power, our hour of prayer, our hour of reassurance, our hour of instruction, encouragement, and everything that we need. Thank you for coming into the prayer room on this morning. Now, what we ask that you do is that you lay aside your weights, lay aside your debts, lay aside your pain, lay aside your tears, 
Lay aside your mourning. Lay aside your weight. Lay them aside on this morning. Now I want you to pick up the garment of praise on this morning. As we enter in, the Lord gave me specific instructions on this morning that each and every person is to begin to thank him like never before. He said, I want you to give a joyous shout out on this morning when you're instructed. So on this morning as we begin, if you would go to go with me to Psalm 27. How many of you all know that we're in some dark times? But he told me to tell you on this morning, do not be worried and don't be afraid. For the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, and my foes came up upon me, to eat my uh, eat away at my flesh, they stumbled and failed. So a host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear, saints of God. The war should arise against me. And this will I be confident. One thing I have, I desire of the Lord, is that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in the temple. I read you on this morning, Psalms 27, 1 through 4. As I lead you in and I tell you to unmute your line, I just want you to start thanking him. If you got to get to the top of your lungs, if you got to go in the bathroom, if you got to go outside your house on this morning, he said, I need you to give me a thankful, thankful praise on this morning grateful, thankful, and blessed on this morning. Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. First of all, God, I thank you for this arising on this morning. Thank you that I have the activities of my limbs on this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you, God, you've been so good to us. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you as we go into the marketplaces on today, we will walk in and just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for calling us on this morning. Thank you for our ears on this morning. Thank you for the very air that we're breathing on today. Thank you for our heart beating, God. Thank you for our post is still intact. Thank you, oh God, that we still have our eyelids, that we can open our eyes and see the break of day on this morning. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory, God, and I give you honor, Father God. We, right now, release anyone that may have offended us on this day. We will not carry it into the day. Whatever happened on then, we are now into the now, and we're moving forward. Thank you for the more that you have given us and the enough that you have given us to sustain us, God. Father, you've been so good to us, and we've got to, we've got to, we've got to give you glory, God. I just want to thank you. I thank you. I 
thank you. So right now, if you would, unmute your line and just begin to tell the Lord, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 
you see that the very first thing that happened was the Lord gave Moses direction. And what he did was he told Moses to take the people of Israel, sometimes we call them the children of Israel, and to move and go to the land of abundance, the land flowing with milk and honey. And he told him specifically, he said, I'm not going to go with you because the people are what is in the word. He calls them stiff-necked people. And what stiff-necked means is stubborn or rebellious. He said, and if I go with them, I might destroy them on the way there because they're so rebellious. And if you go back and read uh, some of what happened with the people of Israel, you'll understand why the Lord felt that way. But he was very clear when he told Moses that he was not going to go with him uh, when Moses took the people of Israel to the um, land of milk and honey because he didn't want to be with the stubborn, rebellious people. Moses was, um, as I said, someone that consistently talked to the Lord. He had um, a place set up where not only did God know this is where they met, but the people knew. The people would go and sometimes uh, watch for Moses. The Bible says that Moses would take his own tent and pinch, pitch it outside the camp, but it would be far away from the camp. And he had a meet, he had a, a name for this tent. He called it the tent of meeting. Uh, and what that meant was it was a place where he met God. Um, and anyone who sought the Lord, they would go out and they would stand outside of the tent. And when Moses would come to the tent um, to meet God, then the people would rise and stand and they would begin to worship just based on Moses entering the tent and beginning to talk to God, what the people would see was a pillar of cloud. That's how they would know that Moses would talk to God. The cloud would descend and begin to um, communicate with Moses. So what an awesome thing for Moses to be able to consistently talk to the Lord. Every time Moses would go to this designated place, he would be able to talk to God. And there, God would say all kinds of things to Moses. If we go back in scripture, we would know that he gave him direction. Um, he gave him comfort. Um, he gave him instruction. And so there was an ongoing relationship that Moses had with God. And so because Moses had this relationship with God, remember, this chapter starts out by saying that the Lord told Moses to take the people of Israel to um, the place of milk and honey, the land of abundance. And so he also said he was not going to go. So Moses said unto the Lord, and this is verse 12, he said, 
that you've told me to bring the people, but you have not let me know who you're going to send with me. And he said, I know you by name, and I believe I have favor in your sight. So I'm praying and I'm asking you that if I have favor, let me know your ways. Let me be more intimate with you. And I need you to come with me. Because if you don't come with me, I don't want to go. I don't want to go anywhere unless you come with me. Now, remember again, the Lord had already given him direction and told him to go. He told him what to do. He was very specific. But he did say, I'm not going to go with you. And so Moses was not okay with the Lord just saying, here's the direction, the very clear direction. Moses said, nah, there's more to this. I know you. I know you intimately. I spend time with you. I talk to you. And I know that if I go, even though you're telling me to go, and I go without you, it's not enough. I need your presence to be with me. And what he told, when Moses told the Lord, he said, if your presence does not go with me, then don't take us from here. For the only way that people will know that I have found favor in your sight is if your presence is with me, which that right there is a word in itself. Because what he's saying is that the only way for there to be, it to be known that there is favor is for your presence to be with me. So, so the favor of God has presence attached to it. But sticking with the, the topic of a season of more, Moses, although God was very clear with him and he gave him instruction, Moses knew God and he knew that there was more to God than just getting the direction. So he said, no, 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 no. I need you to come with me. I need your presence. I need for people to know that I have found favor in your sight. The scripture even says, your going with us says that we are distinguished from all the other people on the face of the earth. That's verse 16. It says, for how then can it be known that your people and I have found favor in your sight? It is not by your going with us so that we are distinguished. I'm sorry, it says, is it not by your going with us so that we are distinguished, your people and I, from all other people on the face of the earth? What he's saying is that I know so much about you, Lord, that I know that your presence alone will distinguish us from every single person on the face of this earth. <laughs> That's a message right there saying that the presence of God will show that I have favor with you and will distinguish us from every person on the earth. So he said, there's more to you than just you giving me very clear direction. The Lord knew Moses so well. And what we have to understand with this chapter is that the foundation of it is relationship because Moses had a very strong relationship with God. The, the uh, scripture says in verse 11, it says, and so the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, 
just as a man speaks to a friend. And so Moses and God were like friends. They spoke like friends do. And if you and I uh, think about how we talk to our friends, we know that we can say things to our friends that we can't say to just acquaintances. We know that we can express our hearts and and uh, the intimate thoughts that we have with our friends that we can't necessarily do with just acquaintances. And so the fact that this says that they spoke as friends in scripture says that it wasn't just a one-sided thing. It was that both shared intimately with each other, just as friends do. But you would think that that would be enough. If that had been you or I, and we got very clear direction, we would be okay with that. If um, the Lord had said to us, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you like a friend and I meet you consistently, that would have been enough for us. But Moses said, no, 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 there's more. And so when Moses appealed to God and told him about how much his presence meant, the Lord said, okay, I will do this thing for you and I will go with you because I know who you are, because I know you intimately. I will go with you. He said in verse 17, I will also do this thing that you have asked for you have found favor. And the scripture says in the amplified version, loving kindness and mercy in my sight. And I have known you personally by name. Mm. So what God is saying is that the reason that he's going to now go with him and do the thing that Moses asked him to do, because remember why the Lord said he wasn't going to do it, because the people he had found were stubborn and rebellious, and he didn't want to go off, in a sense, uh, while they were on their way to the land of milk and honey. And so he said, okay, it doesn't matter how I feel, Moses, because I'm your friend because I've been intimate with you, because I know you, because I have relationship with you. I'm going to do this thing that you ask. And so for many of us, we're talking about the Lord now. And so if the Lord had said, well, yes, I'm going to be with you in this place. I'm going to let my presence be with you. That would have been enough for us. We would have said, okay, this is the Lord God. He's the King of Kings. The fact that I can even talk to him, the fact that he gave me clear direction, uh, because many of us, if we really think about it, um, just to hear the voice of God and to get clear direction is a thing. We're happy when we can hear from him and when we can um, know his voice. That's, that's enough. We're, 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 we usually will say to ourselves, wow, God, thank you so much for giving me direction. But knowing him causes us to seek him for more like Moses did. And so Moses, even after the Lord said, I'm going to go with you, he didn't stop there. He said, hmm, I've been talking to you every day. I know who you are and I know that there's more to you. And so in verse 20, sorry, in verse, 
Where is it? He says in verse 15, he tells him that his presence is going to go. But what Moses then said is, show me your glory. He said, I know that you're going to take your, you're going to let your presence go with me. But now, God, I want to see your glory. Show me your glory. And so the Lord said, I will do this. Moses said, please show me your glory. And that was in verse 18. I'm sorry. And God said, okay, I'm going to do this in addition to what you've asked, in addition to my presence going with you. So what that tells us is that there's a difference between presence and glory. Uh, it also tells us that presence and glory are attached because even with the presence of God, now Moses said, okay, now I need you to show me your glory. God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you for I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show you compassion, loving kindness on whom I will show compassion. That was God's answer when Moses said, show me your glory. So that in itself, which we could go all off into that, but I'm going to stick with a season of more. Because the fact that Moses then said, show me your glory, and God said, I'm going to allow my goodness to pass before you. He's saying, yes, there is more to me. Yes, there is more than just my direction. Yes, there is more to me than just my presence. Now I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you my goodness and allow my goodness to pass before you. And so as I think about that, when it comes to us just in real life, we think about, Lord, we think about the times that we pray and we say, Lord, this thing that I've been praying for, this thing that I need direction on, I just need to give you, I just need you to give me clarity. I just need you to show me which way to go. And so we pray and somehow we get a, a word from God. We get a sign. We get a person that comes to us. We get some type of acknowledgement that God heard us, and we're glad, we're happy, and we say, thank you, God, for hearing our prayer. But in this season of there's more, as God is answering your prayers and giving you direction, understand that there's more to him, so keep going. Keep going and be like Moses and, and say, okay, God, this thing that you now have given me direction for, I don't want to go on my own. I don't want to go to this job interview on my own. I don't want to go to this thing with my family members on my own. I don't want to deal with this difficult situation that you've given me direction for on my own, but I need your presence to go with me. I don't want to, even though you've told me that this thing I'm going to surgery about or in the hospital for that you've told me is going to be okay. I have direction from you and I know that I just need to go to this appointment and everything's going to be okay. Or I just need to take this thing that the doctor gave to me because you've given me, you've given me the acknowledgement and confirmation that I'm going to be okay. That's not enough. 
I need for your presence to go with me. I need to know that you are there in this thing with me because there's more to you. I've grown to understand that as I spend time with you and we are intimate with each other, that I know you so well that you just giving me direction isn't enough. And so I need for your presence, your comfort, your 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 power to be with me in the very moment that I'm dealing with the thing that you are giving me direction for. Because what Moses said is, yeah, I know you told me to go. I know you told me to take the people to this place. I know you've given me a description of even what this place is. And you've told me what's going to happen when we get here about the land flowing of milk and honey and how I'm supposed to go. But you didn't tell me that your presence is going to be with me. And that's important. So Lord, in addition to you, telling me what to do. There's more to you. So let your presence be with me. And so for us, we would say, because there aren't too many people that are walking around with the presence of God. There aren't too many people that are able to say, "Mm, the Lord is with me in this moment because I, 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 I feel his presence with me in this hospital room or while I'm talking to my boss on my job or while I'm dealing with this difficult situation in my home and while I'm talking and and arguing with this person, I still know that God is with me while I'm dealing with this difficult thing that's life-changing for me. I still know that God is with me while I'm dealing with all of this stuff going back and forth and sickness in my body. I still know that God is with me. That in itself is enough to have the presence of God with you. That for most people would be enough, but oh no, oh no, because in this season of more, as we are spending more and more and more time with God, and we are learning who he is and what his presence does for us, and the power that he has, the the, the understanding that he has, the comfort that he brings, we say, no, Lord, show me your glory, because there are times that we understand that even though his presence is with us, because we carry him in our hearts, even though we know that his presence is with us, there aren't a lot of times where his manifested presence shows us that there's something tangible to him being with us. And what he said about his glory in the verse that uh, where God answered Moses, he said, okay, I'm going to show you my glory by letting my goodness pass before you. So how many times Have we been in a place, if I can just kind of explain that a little bit to you, where we are just standing uh, or doing something, minding our own business, and all of a sudden, thank you, Jesus, all of a sudden, the goodness of the Lord will pass before our mind. We'll start thinking about something that God did for us. We'll just have been minding our own business. We could be in the kitchen washing dishes, or we could be uh, at, a, at a school, a play for our children or our grandchildren, and all of a sudden, something that God did for us will pass over our mind, and it'll come in our thoughts. It wasn't something that we placed there. It was something that the Almighty God put in our mind so that we could begin to dwell on him. So his presence is already there. We have been seeking him for more. We have been saying, we've asked him. We said, God, give me a sign that you're with me. 
Show me your glory because we know that there's more to you. We know that there are those moments when we can feel you. We know that there are those moments when we have that comfort of knowing that you're there. We know that there are moments when we're grieving, that we we understand that your presence is there, but we feel your comfort. We feel those hairs stand up on the back of our necks and we we feel the warmth of your presence and the tears begin to flow flow that's what we want and so we know sometimes when we get in that place it's because we start thinking our mind goes to a place where god has been with us and he's done something for us and what he's telling us is he does that he puts that thought in our mind he puts that The word says that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance. So it is him that reminds us of how he brought us out of that thing. It's him that reminds us of what he did for us back then. So, So here we are thinking that we're just asking him for more and saying, well, Lord, I knew, I know that you gave me direction. And and then I know that I asked you for your presence and you said yes. And so now I'm asking you for glory. We think that we're just going through this process of asking for more, especially in this season. But what God is saying is the only way that I can help you in the thing that I gave you direction for, and the only way that I can give you a fullness of my presence is now I've got to remind you of what I did for you way back when, or or even just the other day, I got to remind you of how I was your savior back when you didn't think that you were going to make it through that tough situation. I've got to remind you of when I brought your child out of that thing. I've got to remind you that I healed you before. I've got to remind you that I've been your shelter before. I've got to remind you that I made a way out of no way for you, and I gave you a provision when you didn't know where it was going to come from. I've got to remind you that I made a way for you when you thought that you weren't going to make it physically, that you were told by the doctors that there was this sickness that was going to take you out of here. But no, I brought you out. So now you know that not just my direction is helping you, not just my presence with you is helping you. But now I'm telling you that this is who I am to you. This is what I've done for you. I'm reminding you of my power, of my grace, of my mercy, of my kindness. So as you know that I'm with you, now you also have a reminder of the things that I've done for you, of who I am, of how I met you in your prayer, of how I met you in that place and I gave you comfort and I begin to let the allow the tears to fall so that I could bottle up all of your tears and 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 one day I could remind you that I was there for you when you were crying out for me and when you felt like you were all alone it was me that was there and so we understand now that there is then a process that it's not just a relationship with God but there's a process of always desiring more from him as we build our relationship with him that it's not just us coming to him and saying, um, Lord, give me this or give me that or fix this. But you're saying, if I have more of you, 
if I understand more from you, if I have your glory, that then he then does all the other things that we need. He then reminds us of his goodness and of his grace and of his mercy. If we just seek, if we just seek for the direction and the understanding and the intimacy with him. The word says that Moses desired to be intimate with him. He desired a deeper relationship with him. So today, as we are coming to this venue daily, and we are coming and we are praying, and it is a jump start to your day. I know that many of you might have prayer uh, throughout the day, or even, um, you know, you, you read your, your, your word throughout the day, and you have moments where you seek God. Don't stop there. Ask God, now, Lord, I've got this thing, and so I don't want to make this decision on my own. Some things might seem small, but but in everything that we do, we are to seek his direction in all of his ways, in all of our ways, we are to acknowledge him and he will direct our path. So just as Moses did, seek his direction, but don't stop there in this season. Let's learn how to ask for more in this season. Then let's say, okay, but now that you've given me direction on everything that I do, Lord, because I've been talking to you daily, I understand who you are. Then let your presence be with me. Let your presence go with me. And then, victors, let's not stop there. Let's then say, as God says, okay, I know you, sis. I know what you're going through, brother. I know uh, who you are. I know you intimately. You are my friend, and I'm going to go with you. Then we say, okay, okay, God, now show me your glory. See, the weight of God's glory is the weight of his goodness. His goodness will begin to overtake you in the very thing that you are dealing with, or maybe you're not dealing with anything. Maybe you are just in a place where you are just so thankful and grateful for everything that God has done for you, how he has brought you out of so many things, how he's blessed your family, how he's taken you from one thing to the next, and now you're in a place where you can just thank him. And so even in your case, you can say, Lord, I know that there's more to you, so overwhelm me with your glory. Let the weight of your glory just cover me and so God will then overwhelm you with your goodness where you can't even handle it his word says that his blessings will overtake you his blessings will be able they will begin to chase you down have you ever been in a place where you have been just overwhelmed by his goodness I want to be in that place where his goodness just overtakes me where the thoughts begin to come to me so much so that I'm just like, whoo, God, ah, I can't take it no more. I thank you for every single thing that you've done for me. Your goodness is overwhelming me. And so as you are in this season of more, don't stop with seeking him even for his presence, but say, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your goodness. Let me feel your presence in a way, in a tangible way that I know who you are. I already know you intimately. I already know you because you meet me in my prayer time. But show me, show me the weight of who you are. Let's pray for that. Let's pray for God to show us who he is by his goodness. And from one thing, from 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 the scripture says, from glory to glory, from one thing to the next, it is a stepping 
stone in a sense. It is we are going up stair steps. Every situation that we go through is a stepping stone to the next. And we are always, always in a posture of asking for more and getting closer to our God. So with that, that is it for that um, share that I had. I pray that that blessed someone. I pray that that helps someone even as you are trying to make a decision on today about uh, how you're going to deal with something or where you are in a situation that you don't stop with where you are. You continue to seek for more. So where we are in this call right now, I want to just ask, does anybody have, I think where you all, I have some time, so I'm going to, uh, what you all normally do, I'm going to ask if there were any latecomers, uh, if anyone would like to uh, give a greeting and say hello before we move on to the next thing. We have a little bit of time, so I'm going to give space for that. If you want to say hello or give a greeting before we move on, please do so now. Good morning, Ms. Moni. Good morning, Ms. Good morning, it's a love for declaration. God bless everyone this morning. Yes. Good morning. It's Moxie. Um great declaration, great declaration, Chrissy. Thank you. Good Thank morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Leomia. Great declaration. Good morning, Christina Joy. That was an on-time word. Thank you for your point. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good, good morning. Can I ask a question? Yes, I was going to give um, a space for questions and comments as soon as uh, we were done with the greetings. Uh, if there aren't any more greetings, then by all means, go ahead with your question, and I want to open it up for any comments uh, as well at this point. Okay, good morning. This is Lavelle Jones. Uh, are you tired? Because it didn't seem like you even took a breath while you did your declaration, but it was awesome. <laughs> I felt like I took a breath. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess that word was just in me. Praise God. Praise God. Hopefully there weren't any more greetings, uh, if there are. Good morning. This is Swanita. Great declaration. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Monica. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Humble Al. Uh, your declaration is on target this morning. Amen. Thank you so much. Bless you. Good morning. Good morning, Virginia. That was our Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning. That's glorious. God bless you, Chrissy. I, I was blessed. I am blessed by that declaration. Amen. God bless you. And 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 in the declaration and, and wanting more of God, um, do you think that we're supposed to want more of God, or are really serious about it? And I, I say that as a pastor, pastor in two churches, and this internet and um, uh, so prevalent for our time, and I just believe there's some people who are not ever church, but but and our 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 seek of, of of who God really is. 
I mean, would you would you say that a lot of people are perpetrating and and or they just want convenience work when it comes to God? You know, I I can't really I don't really um have an answer for the the, the perpetrating part. Um I think absolutely during this time that people are in different places in their walk with God. I think some are very surface. The word of God even talks about the lukewarm people. Um, And uh, it it even talks about the people who say that um, they love him and that they adore him with their mouths. Uh, They give worship with their lips, but their hearts are far off. Uh, because we know that when your heart is attached to what you do, then your actions are also attached. And so we can just look at um, some of the things that are happening right now, and we know that the word is true. We know that the word um, is right about there are people who say one thing with their lips, but they don't mean it. They don't mean what they say. Um, and there are people, just as the word says, that are lukewarm, that are, they're not on fire for God. They are um, merely just going through the motions of church, whether church for them is going to a building or church for them is coming to a call. They are going through the motions of what church is, and they have found that just going through those motions and the tradition of it and the routine of it is enough. And they are fine with that. Lukewarm just says, you all know, if you drink a cup of coffee that's lukewarm, usually you don't want it. It's just kind of, it's not too cold. It's not too hot. So those kinds of people are not on fire for God. They're not going after him. They're not putting their time into knowing who he is. And so to answer your question, I absolutely think that there are people who are um, not uh, where God wants us to be because that scripture that talks about the lukewarm also says that he'll spew us out of his mouth. And so it's not that he wants us to be in that place of, of lukewarmness, if I can use that as a word. He wants us to truly be on fire for him. He wants our hearts to be attached to what's coming out of our lips. Um, and so we have to, I think that the, the, what was um, a, a foundation for the uh, declaration today and that we have to really remember is relationship. And so if you know God and you, you have a relationship with him, you talk to him daily, you understand who he is, there are just certain things that come out of that that are okay. evident. I'm, I'm glad you said that, and I don't want to take up much time, but uh, because I'm, I'm working on my declaration for next Friday, because when it comes to Mark chapter 16, I'm looking at the women when they got to the tomb and, and, and realizing to never allow your experience, what you're going through, to erase your expectations like in 2022, as, as we're coming into 2022, because I, I'm still expecting Jesus to do some some awesome things in my life. Because when the women were going to the tomb, while they were wandering, they kept on walking. They were wandering about, 
had already been worked out before they even got there. So I'm saying because of my relationship with God going into 2022, uh, it's already been worked out before I even get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Relationship is the key. Um, Knowing who he is. You don't even understand who he is or you don't you don't understand enough about him to desire more of him or to even desire giving more of yourself to him unless you get to know him it's the same as building a relationship with a person the deeper you begin to understand that person the deeper you want to go <laughs> the more you begin to understand about that person, the more you want to know about that person, or in some cases uh, with people, the more we don't want to know about the person. But the key is learning who they are um, and and knowing enough to go further. And so um, was were there any more comments or questions? Good morning. This is Dee Dee. Um, thank you, sis, for this morning. I was just... Um listening to you share, and then you said something about the lip service and not the heart service, and that's what I feel right now as far as even what Brother Le- Pastor Lavelle was saying about people that you never, we don't know what the future holds because it is different. Things have shifted amongst believers, so it, it's more relational than ever before, and so I think it's a, a not to answer the question because I don't have the answers either, but there are some people who are, um, really searching and seeking God with a different posture of heart. So they're not in a hurry to rush back to a building um, because this pandemic has really shown, at least me, um, that's not what it is. You have to have a worship within you no matter where you are. I get the fellowship of of others, but I'm just saying I think that some people are just in a place of of wanting something different, and everything has to change, but it starts with us. So when you said that, that lip service that hit me because there are some people who they're just, it's like rehearsing words and they're not, it's not a heart. They haven't allowed it to hit their heart, if that makes any sense. So they're just reciting words and there's nothing wrong with that because if you repeat God's word back to him, it's what, what he wants. He wants to, for us to repeat his word back, but it has to come from our heart and not our lips. So a lot of times people are at church services and they're emotional and things have happened or there is a certain worship song. And so you're, you know, you're weeping and wailing, but what's that heart really doing? Is it just the lip thing? So I thank you. That really hit me this morning. So I thank you for that and, and blessings to you. I love to hear your sound. Amen. God bless you. That that was good. Good word. Um, good share with the relationship part. Um, and where we, a lot of us are now, uh, what I was sharing today in the declaration about relationship being the foundation of Moses asking for more, uh, he understood who God is. And for us, those that are designed in a space where we don't want to just do church anymore, we don't just want to go through the motions of a thing anymore. We don't want to go where the presence of God is not anymore. The reason why we are in that place is only because our relationship with God has deepened. Uh, when you are in that place of uh, just letting your, your lips say what's not uh, on your heart, or you're in that place where you're just going through the motions of doing church 
and you're glad with the praise breaks, you're glad with the um, emotional highs from, you know, the wonderful music that's happening, you're glad with going through the motions of a service and uh, the structure of a service, and you can say, oh, I got my my weekly um, hit in for a service. Uh, Some people are there because they haven't gotten to a place where they understand who God is to even desire more. The more you know about him, the more you want to know about him. Yes. Good morning. Could you could you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, hi, this is Roxy. What your your declaration was, was I, I loved it. And the most that keep on just speaking to me right now is of course you guys the relationship. And when it comes you know, when I when I think back even um, before, like when I used to just, like what you said, go to church and to get that, because that, at that time, I remember that was, it was so overwhelming. It was so like, yes, you know, God, thank you. And it was giving me what I needed at that time. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you go and you, your desires and you, your relationship grow it with him, then my 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 role of why I go to church have changed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it now I go to to bless and and uh, um, just to get a word and just to praise his you know praise his name. It's you know it's it's a difference um onto that even in my process of the word. You know I remember a time you guys where the word it it, it was just words, but now you know with the relationship that I have with them. I, I need the word. I go to the word because I know it's alive and I know it gives me life. So in knowing that on today, you know, it's it's a difference of an understanding. You know, it'd be like, oh, God, thank you. You know, and so the relationship is just so, so huge. And what God is showing me is just, it's just not the relationship with him. It's my relationship with others. He want to heal me so I can be able to have relationships. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. um, through him, though. You know, it's it's just such a blessing, such a blessing. Um, just to, to keep on seeing relationship and for us to have relationship with him, like Moses have relationship with him. We have that same, you know, relationship. You know what I'm saying? And more because we have the Holy Spirit. So I'm just so grateful for your declaration um, on today and just that little that that fire you have given me this morning. Um, just want to say thank you and God bless you, sister. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I think, I think people are saying that they need more than an A and a B selection. They need more yeah, than I agree. I agree. Offer. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they need something in their life that makes tears flow down their cheek while they're driving their car, while they're vacuuming their living room floor. And, 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 and I hear somebody saying, I'm not satisfied with where I am. And that's why uh, God told the children of Israel to get up and go after it. You, you, you will never change as long as you're satisfied with, with where you are. If minimum wage is good for you, then flipping hamburgers at McDonald's is your destiny. <laughs> Uh, That is absolutely, you are on it with that. But if you only know about flipping hamburgers, right, because that's all that you allowed yourself to see, and you only know about flipping hamburgers, then you are not going to even understand what you can ask for or 
or or where you can go. That's why we have to consistently read his word. We have to consistently spend time with him. There are things that even he will reveal to us about him that only happen when we get intimate with him. There are things that won't happen in church. There are things that only happen when you take the time to get in an intimate place with him. Like Moses Moses said, those that are familiar with that passage um, and just the whole story about how God and Moses spoke to one another, Moses had a place set up where he would meet God. He had a, a specific location set up where he would meet God all of the time. He made um, a, 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 a plan uh, and made the effort to create a space for God in his private time. The, the, the scripture says it was away from the camp. So it wasn't with the rest of the people. Sometimes we've got to get away from everybody else. We've got to get away from even the corporate. There is private and then there's corporate because what happens in your private time, um, it extends to what happens in corporate. Sometimes we come to the corporate place looking for what we should be getting during the private time, the intimacy, the understanding of who he is. If we bring that level of intimacy and that level of understanding then into a corporate space, and we are all like in Second Chronicles where it talks about how the priest couldn't stand to minister. What it said is they were all in unison, the priest and the, the musicians and the singers, and they were all with one voice praising and thanking God. You can only do that if you've been doing it elsewhere. You can't just come in unison and uh, uh, be on one accord if you haven't been doing that in your personal time. And the word says that as they were all in unison praising and thanking God, the Lord filled the place with the cloud so that the priest could not remain standing to minister because of the cloud. And then it says what we were just talking about, for the glory and the brilliance of the Lord filled the house of God. Anything else today? Because you all have shared some really wonderful, inspiring things. Anything yes. else? Good, good morning. Good morning. Bree Bree. I really, really enjoyed you. And I hope that you are wearing your flower as you share. In my mind's eye, you are wearing your flower. <laughs> it took me a minute to catch your voice, but then the Lord revealed that flower. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really do got something to say. I'm sorry. I enjoyed the di- the declaration, and I also enjoyed the dialogue, especially the question brought to the floor by Pastor Lavelle and the dialogue that has since taken place. Um, mm-hmm. because, And I think it's relevant because as churches are starting to go back, that is a real question. Are the people coming back? Why aren't the people coming back? And I think that we have to get to a place where we can have that that conversation from an authentic place and without judgment, which you all have done. I think the reality is we say that the pandemic don't owe us nothing. And if we used our time wisely, we've learned how to get more on our own. Fellowship has not been lost during the pandemic for those of us who were really seeking to stay connected. And yeah. I think what the for myself and for a lot of people that I talk to, 
what the pandemic showed us, first of all, it was a transition for us to realize we are the church and that we are not lost without the building. So once the people got hold to that, that was a newfound freedom for more. And what it revealed is a lot of mayhem and foolishness that happens in our services and a part of our memberships. We were able to get the word without all the pomp and the circumstance. We were able to give without all of that. What went from a four-hour service, we got in 90 minutes. Yes. So, to, you know, we, I just think that we have to be careful that we don't judge people when they don't come back like, ooh, they don't love God or they not connected. No, no, no. They might beat us there. They may be holding the door when we make it to the great by and by because they figured out how to access more of God and just less of man. So yeah. I just appreciate that conversation as we, even myself, get ready to go back for our first service this coming Sunday. It was relevant, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. I think that um, many of us are in a place, uh, as several of you said, where we found that we can become dependent um, if you're not careful. You can become dependent on someone to give you the word of God. You can become dependent on someone to lead you into worship. Um, you can come become dependent on upon someone to build a create a space where God's presence would manifest. You can become dependent on just the structure of a service and everything that happens in it. You can even become dependent on music and and singing, but what many have learned during this time is that we can't be dependent on others to do for us what we should understand how to do ourselves. We can pick up our word. We can read our scriptures. We can go to God and ask him to reveal what's in his word. It's not saying that we don't need and appreciate our pastors. We absolutely do. But there is another part to um, church, to, uh, yes, the church is in us, so maybe I should say the church service. There is more. <laughs> there is more than just going weekly and being dependent on what's happening in that service to carry us through the week. We've got to learn how to lead ourselves into worship. We've got to learn how to create a, spe- a space in our own homes in our private time where the presence of God comes in and makes his self known, not just in a place of worship. And I think what we're saying is many of us have experienced that. And so it's difficult to go back then to a place where that's not happening, where people are not coming and being intimate with God. And so we're all in different places. We just have to pray for our brothers and sisters that God would bring us all to a place where we are coming together in unison. Um, And because we can see that there's power in corporate praise, there is something that happens when we're intimate with him in um, in our private time. But when we all come together corporately, there's a glory that can't be replaced, um, with even the the private time, because 
we're all together. We're all bringing the gifts that God has placed in us. There's edification. Um, you know, if we go into what the scripture even says about the gifts of the spirit and how he edifies and all of us have what the body needs, there is power in coming together. It's just how we're doing it and our purpose for doing it. We're in the right place to really desire more. Good morning, Chrissy. Hey, this is Lisa. Welcome to this side of Declare Victory. Thank you for your declaration. I haven't seen you in a long time except on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and and sometimes on Facebook. Um, Excellent declaration, excellent share, um, like Sabrina, loving the conversation. I think you did answer the question, you know, here's the thing, um, kind of in a nutshell, what everybody really is saying. We go from glory to glory. We also go from faith to faith. And as our faith increases, we know there's more, right? So we don't know what we don't know. Um, I, I'm looking back on, on coming through churches and, and them having only what they have to give us, right? Can't fault them. It's really on our um, part, our responsibility to study to show ourselves approved. And if we're not getting what we need there, except you be there on assignment, maybe that's not the place we're supposed to be. But if we would individually um, have that seek, right, and, and learn how to live life as a lifestyle of worship, when we show up, we could be contagious in the building. It doesn't That's have it. to come from the pulpit necessarily. So if we would individually, for those who say we love the Lord, would do what we need to do, then we could really be that light, even in some places that seem to be dark, where we expect there to be light, right? So that only comes through us being in that intimate personal relationship. And then if you're in a situation like me where I couldn't necessarily leave where I was because I was assigned to for a season, if you're not careful, cynicism, judgmentalism, being judgmental, whatever, um, that stuff will lead to kind of dissension and um, some disruption and discord, which God hates, even if it's in within yourself. And so I had to get to a place where I was satisfied with um, the fact that God called me to a place and had to get out of myself and recognize that my relationship with him was my responsibility. Yes, um, we do expect things from our leaders and teachers and all that stuff, but it's still my responsibility. And when I began to shift in that way, instead of being unsatisfied or disgruntled where I was, he started to change my heart in that situation. Then I could start to be that one that could be light as well amongst the others that are. So um, thank you for that, because it just made me think about, you know, my own life, my own situation. Also, you know, when God did show him his glory, it wasn't the fullness of who he was. He could only handle a little bit, right? So so we think that we're ready. We think we're in a position and a place to do some of these things, but he only gives it to us as we grow from glory to glory and faith to faith. There is a process of maturing and getting deeper in him, but he gives us what we need when we need it. At least some of us get too much and run around and make a mess. What to bring that Because some stuff we just can't handle, right? Maturity level not there, you know, exposure, experience, platform, whatever it is, that's time is sure. So if we stay connected, if we keep moving forward, and then sometimes it's not in the doing, it's in the being, being in that relationship with him. So I just want to share that. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. You're welcome. Blessings. And you're right uh, about the glory to glory. Um, there's a scripture that says, um, and, and just being a light and going into those places, I think that's why we have to not get comfortable um, with where we are, because if God has placed something down in us, um, even your time at home, spending with him, he's created something in you and um, caused you to be salty. That scripture Mm -hmm. in Matthew says that we are the salt of the earth, Um, but if the salt loses its taste, loses its purpose, how can it be salty? So you all know what salt does. Salt on anything makes it, it takes out the blandness. It takes away the the things that don't necessarily have a taste. When you put salt on it, it gives it taste. It changes it. It 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 it, it makes it so you 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 notice it. It gives it purpose in a sense. And so for us that or for those that um, God has been dealing with in your personal time, there is space for you to then go back because we've all been in that place where if you think about it we've been in that place where we felt like what we were doing was enough and we felt like what we were doing was okay and only by the grace of God and because he himself pulled us out of that and showed us that there was more and opened our eyes to things that we didn't see before that is the only reason that we made it to a place where we no longer wanted the routine. And so we pray for our brothers and sisters. We become that salt that's different. We become that salt that makes a difference, not from a place of, you know, you're not doing what you should be doing, but from a place of I was there and I'm just so thankful that God was so Mm -hmm. merciful and so gracious to me that he pulled me out and showed me who he is and that there's so much more, and I want the same for you. Yes. And it becomes contagious. It becomes contagious. We begin to teach people how because they just don't know. And not that we've got it all together, but we're still growing in this thing as well. But we share what we do know. So, yeah. Absolutely. I want to say, this is Katie. Lisa, you said you just made me think think about it. We've been in church. I mean, our church has been um, back functioning for months now. Um, And so I am, and I'm a greeter. And so I see that I won't say it's a shift. But it's different. It feels different. Even the ones that do come, um, the worship starts. You, it's just a different feeling. Sometimes there's not even music playing, but people are coming, and you can just feel the yearning, and you can feel, you know, just wanting that to come together. But it's just, it just feels different. Even to to have conversations and look into the eyes of people. Of course, church is nowhere near um, the capacity that it was, and it may never get to that. But I just feel like the the worship. It's different, and I know for me as well. It's not that oh, let me hear up and get into the sanctuary. No, bring it in with you. Just come in, and and it, 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 it worship and praise is what we do because God deserves it. So, um, thank you so much for this morning. Uh, you just I, your sound. I'm like Sabrina. I was like, I've heard that sound, but who is it? Because you, I didn't hear. It. I didn't hear it. That was you. But thank you, sister. I love you so much, and I'm just grateful for the reset. You are so beautiful, and thank you for blessing declare victory this morning. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, Christy. It's Rochelle. It's uh, Restore Resilient Rochelle because I cannot um, not put um, my declare on there, my decree, um, since I was given that name from um, 
the Holy Spirit um, to Tanya. But um, when you talked about um, flavor, what is favor with the L? It's flavor, it's the enhancement. Um, so that was, I was just like, that's what it is. And then as Lisa said, um, you know, she said everything I was going to say, but I knew going to church even before the pandemic and all my life, I knew that there was more. But I know the word tells me not to forsake the assembling of myself. So for whatever reason, I know I needed to be amongst the believers in order to, um, you know, assemble myself. Um, but my my whole mindset of going was I was going to his house. I was going because um, um, I have an invitation to come and dine at his house. Um, and it was just a mindset that I'm here for him. I'm not there for the people um, to sit and receive, to just sit at the feet of the elders and, and to learn. And I'm so glad that he doesn't change in order for me to learn more of him so that I can change. Um, so thank you for your declaration. It was just, it's definitely um, always encouraging when you guys declare and share with us, um, you know, how to apply the word. A, a lot of times we listen to it and we hear it and we see it, but it's, it's more to receive it on good ground and get an understanding. Um, and that's what it's for. It's for edification. It's basic instructions before leaving earth. So on earth, we have to abide by the word and abide in him. So thank you for your declaration. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wonderful share. Sounds like we are winding down with the shares, the comments, the questions. Uh, excellent discussion. Uh, definitely something that is um, being discussed in many, many venues right now. I know that there are a few pastors here, and so I know in our churches, there is a difference. There's dif a difference in the number of people that are coming. There's a difference in just how things are flowing now. And, you know, there should be a difference based on what we not only have been through, but still going through. Uh, and we just have to stay humble. Those that God has shown the, it's just a, it's almost just a, a pleasure and a wow, God, that you even took the time to show me more about you, that you are revealing who you are. The fact that God chose you to pull you out of that routine, to pull you out of that going back and forth just because you know that it was the thing to do, God did that for us. And so I believe he will do it for so many others and how he is preparing those that are in their homes that are on calls like this. There are prayer calls happening in so many places and ways that people can come together and just learn more about him, that it will make our corporate settings just more powerful where the power of God comes in and begins to heal where the power of God comes in and begins to deliver so that people are coming one way and they're leaving another way because you know that his presence is there and his power is there when people leave change, when their hearts are mended, when sickness 
is gone, when pain is gone, when when things are changed, and when we can come together in our corporate settings and actually experience the power of God, even hearing prophecy and understanding direction directly from God that comes from those corporate spaces where people have been in his presence and, and aren't afraid to come together and um, and demonstrate, in a sense, what they've been doing in their personal time. So with that, I'm just going to pray as we get ready to end this call. Father God, I thank you for each person that has joined this Declare Victory this morning. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for their hearts. God, your word says to guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. I ask that you help us to guard what goes into our hearts even as we begin this day. Guard, help us to guard what we hear, what we see, what we are exposed to so that we can continue to be lights for you, so that we can continue to hear from you, so that even as we are learning who you are and understanding who who you are more and more and desiring more and more of you, that we remember to remain humble, that we remember that it is only because of you that we are where we are, that we understand that it is because of you that we can go back and treat people with love and kindness and mercy because it is you that is flowing out of us. We ask that you use us the more, God. We ask that you use us to be lights for you. We ask that you use us for your glory so that people can see who you are through us and they will desire more of you because they've seen us. We thank you, God, for being real in our lives. We thank you for being who you truly are to us. We thank you for revealing who you are to us. Even as we leave this place, God, we ask that you continue to show us who you are. We ask that you, even in our difficult times and situations, and as we are learning more about you and as we are getting through some things that are different during even this time of a pandemic, God, that you show us the direction that you want us to go in, that you help us be a light for those that don't know you, because there's still those that are lost that don't know you, that need to understand who you are, that are welcome to come into places where those that know you will be able to explain who you are and demonstrate your glory and your presence. God, we honor you. We magnify you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor for who you are to us, for every single thing that you've done for us, the small things. God, we don't take anything for granted on this day. We just say thank you. And we end this call by giving you glory, by giving you honor, by giving you praise for who you are, for what you've done for us, for everything that you've done, for every person that you've that you are for your comfort, for your peace, for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your kindness, for everything that you are. We say thank you. And we say thank God and amen. Be blessed today. God bless you all. Desire more of him. Give him more of him. God bless you. 
Thank you, family. One more. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Triumphant One more thing, family. Maybe yes, I should have yes, did this yes. earlier. Yeah, One more day. thing, family. Probably tomorrow, Dondria Day, hang up, hanging up. Okay, so I should do it before the um okay, love you, thank you, bye bye. Okay, I'll catch you. Bye bye.
Supporting one another, a living faith.